longtime friends who bonded over one of the biggest forms of entertainment in the 90s have come back together to answer the common question. You still watch wrestling? Welcome wrestling fans as two lifelong friends reunite to answer the question that I hear oh so often. You still watch wrestling? My name is Sean Beckerman professional wrestling ring announcer on the independent scene, lifelong fan for 40 years. That continues to watch this very day. Joined by my best friend, cohort, and fellow, or should say former, maybe future professional wrestling fan from the Attitude Era, Mr. Mike Whartonby. Thank you for joining me. Hello. Thank you, Sean, for having me on. And I'm excited to hear what we're, we're going to listen to today. Yeah, three episodes in. I knew this was going to happen. We, we said that the, the show would be bookmarked upon WrestleManias, but there's so much to go into there's about two, what happened, especially, yeah. yeah, especially with, with stuff that happened early in the early 2000s because so much changed in professional wrestling, especially right. WWE, to where we were going to go right. We started at WrestleMania uh, 19, X9, because this is Nine. when they started. You know, the, X8, then was 19, then they went to, you know, X whatever, you know. Like Super Bowls, um, almost, right? Yeah. So now with WrestleMania, they don't even say the number. They just say it's WrestleMania. Even though we'll oh, still they took to away numbers. the number? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, after WrestleMania 30, they stopped referring to it as WrestleMania number. It was just WrestleMania. The logo would be different depending upon where they go. Right. However, they took away the number. And now it's just huh. WrestleMania. But fans refer to them still by numbers. And if you go to the store, the, the shop zone or the store that's on site, yeah. the shirts, some shirts, hoodies will still say the number. And I'll, if I go to oh. WrestleMania, I'll always buy the hoodie. That's my tradition. Even right. now, I'll buy it online. So I'll get a WrestleMania from each year. I just started that over the last few years. Um, and they'll have the number. They'll have either the year, the number of the WrestleMania on there. But they'll never advertise it as WrestleMania, right. you know. So and so. Don't forget to follow us socially. Connect to us on Instagram at You Still Watch Wrestling Podcast, as well as on Twitter at Still Wrestling. Send us direct mail at You Still Watch Wrestling at gmail.com. You can also download our podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you find your podcast. We're there to answer the common question, Mike. You still watch wrestling? We were going to cover WrestleMania 20 coming up, but then we took a curve and discussed Goldberg because Goldberg debuted in WWE the day after WrestleMania 19. Right. And then we were going to discuss WrestleMania 20 this week, but you wanted to learn more about Evolution because we discussed yeah. it a little bit in the Goldberg episode. Right. And um, I know nothing about Evolution. Yeah. And except Evolution. For you, who, except you said who's in it. And uh, yes. You know, I'm excited so, to see what what they're all about. Yeah, and they're and they're involved heavily in WrestleMania 20. So this week we're going to discuss the group known as Evolution. It consisted of Triple H, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Dave Bautista and Randy Orton. Since the 80s, I craved I love the Four Horsemen. And then right. the Four Horsemen had some changes go through the mid 90s to late 90s to the during the during the Attitude Era with uh, Team Malenko, Steve McMichael, Chris Benoit, members of that joining the group. Right. And then of course WCW going away. WWE wasn't big on 
factions, groups. They weren't big on it, even though they had DX was big. Had DX, At one point, right. everyone was a group. They had the Nation of Domination. You had Los Bariquas, <laughs> the Bikers, the DOA. So there was all groups all over, you know. But then coming into, into the 2000s, after the invasion angle, there weren't really many groups around. So... Well, WCW had a lot of groups. You know, yeah. The NWO. Yeah. The NWO. And the Wolfpack, the Wolf, yeah. Right. Black and white, red and, red and black. Yeah. Um, so the, the, they had groups as well. But there were talks. I re- read the rumor, rumor mill, checked the, the websites, the message boards, and it said Triple H may be interested in creating a faction, a new Four Horsemen. Uh, right. And I wanted them to use the Four Horsemen name, right? right yeah. And this was around the time the DVDs were getting popular. They had the history of the Four Horsemen DVD that came out. And it it was, for me, I, I was like, okay, Four Horsemen, name a Four Horsemen. Let's do Four Horsemen again. Right. But Flair's there, you know, but Vince McMahon doesn't want to rebrand WCW's ideas. You know, right. he wants his own. Even though it new. worked, even though it worked and the fans would have loved it. They, he decided so, yes. not to do that. Yeah, so in, in theory, it made sense, the name, Evolution, the evolution of professional wrestling. So each member represented the best in the past, Ric Flair, the present, Triple H, the future, Randy Orton and Batista. That is the evolution of professional wrestling. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, he, this was kind of the idea behind it. Um, originally, there was a wrestler, I'm not sure if you heard, Mark Jindrak, he was from WCW, that was in the Invasion oh. Angle, was originally planned to be in the group in Batista's role. So Triple H wanted to work with Ric Flair. One, I think, to build his confidence up. You know, So the beginning of the concept was generated from Ric Flair or, or Triple H wanted to work with Ric Flair. And I'll show you some clips here, Mike, for those of you that want to watch along as we're, as we're going through this. This is from the playlist called Evolution's Ruthless Aggression in History. Uh, has over 7 million views. It shows the popularity of the group. But wow. you can follow along in this playlist history. It runs about 41 minutes. But we won't go through all of it, but we'll just show you some highlights so you get to see the visuals of what happened. So Rob Van Dam, remember him from R- yeah, RBC. This is when he was getting his big push. Um, so this is technically Ric Flair and Triple H work together in WWE right now at this point. Um, there were kind of hints of things of that nature taking place, but it was Rob Van Dam taking on Triple H. This was Unforgiven, September 22nd, 2002, um, between a match between the two. So this is was the genesis of Evolution. Okay. Rob Van Dam was about to win. This was a big-time match. Yeah, it uh, looks like it was probably a good match. This, yeah. September 22nd, 2002, Triple H was not associated with flair at the time so you you know this was kind of surprising when you see triple h looking for his trademark sledgehammer right rob van dam was about to win and you see rick flair come out who's a good guy at the time in a way you know he was a good guy right okay yes so the fans are cheering woo you know wanting to go after triple h and then boom hits rob van dam and aligns with triple h and everyone's shocked because you know, everyone loves Ric Flair. Now, because yeah. you thought Ric Flair could be a bad guy ever again because right, he's loved yeah. so much. And Ric Flair loves to be a bad guy. That's what he wants to be. You see the look right. in his eye. That look in Ric Flair's eye, if you're looking on this playlist or you know, around the three-minute mark, three-minute, ten-second mark, is the old Ric Flair from the 80s. He loves right. being a heel, loves being the bad guy. See, calling the <laughs> cursing at the fans, throws the referee in. This is the beginning of evolution. This is where Ric Flair and Triple H have joined forces. 
The whole this, the fans must be like shocked that fact that he, yes. he sided with Triple H. So at this time as well, Ric Flair was managing Dave Batista. So Triple H and Batista were not associated with each other. But Ric Flair, I was wondering this too. Why is Ric Flair managing Batista? So right. Ric Flair was the manager of Batista this time, and and Batista was this huge guy, big guy. Was uh, he, who came, he, I told you came up with Randy Orton. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. You know right. he was known as Leviathan. Right, he was Bald talented. Head. He was talented. Yeah. Vince loves this type of look. Big guy, has potential. Yeah. And this was Scott Steiner's, you know, short, uneventful run in WWE. He was injured, <laughs> suffered from injuries. And all of a sudden, you see this guy, Randy Orton, come in. Look how this big takes, Scott Steiner place, is. Yeah, January 20th, 2003. So from September, the genesis of Triple H and Flair working together, Flair managing Batista. Now to Randy Orton showing up because kind of the three of them were hanging together, Batista, Triple H, and Flair. Right. And now all of a sudden you see Randy Orton show up. Show up. So Batista was originally debuting with Brother Devon, Devon Dudley. Oh, yeah? Yes. So Devon Dudley and Batista or, uh, were together. He was Reverend Devon when they split the Dudley boys up to Bubba right. Ray and Devon. Bubba Ray was on Raw, Devon was on SmackDown. Batista debuted as Deacon Batista that walked around <laughs> with a collection box and get people from ring to the ringside, give him money. Oh, geez. So he was like the bodyguard. No one thought it was going to be big. You know, that yeah. split, they split up. The Dudley boys got back together. Batista was rebranded as Triple H and Ric Flair was his manager. And they had a threesome going. And now you have Randy Orton together. And then all of a sudden, you see them dressed up. I'm like, oh, they're wearing suits. I'm starting to get excited here. You know, this looks like looks like full horseman territory. Yeah, right. And he mentions evolution. February 3rd, 2003, Monday Night Raw. This is where he discusses the past, present, and future, lays the groundwork of what this group would be, and that is evolution. It's kind of cool. The past was Ric Flair, right? The present is Triple H, and the future is yes. Bautista and... Uh... Randy Orton. Yep. So Randy Orton was the was the choice for the third member. They thought it was obvious because he was a you know, third generation star. Um, you know, the, having the the charisma, he was a good looking kid. He came in as a good guy, really really uh, milky white good guy, meaning he was still playing vanilla. You know, right? Yeah. Um, good wrestler. Then he injured his shoulder. It was out for a while. They started running vignettes on the update on Randy Orton's shoulder. And he started being like arrogant <laughs> and cocky, you know. Right. Um, and it just seemed like a natural fit, possibly, it to worked. add to the group. Yeah. So, and then we're going to have it to be Mark Jindrak instead of Batista. But then Batista slipped into that role, and it fit perfectly with Ric Flair being his manager. Right. And then you look together, and you're like, one, two, three, four. There's four of them? You know? <laughs> right. I'm still hoping there'd be a four horseman. But I love right. the name of Evolution. Right. And it wound up being a potential Hall of Fame group, which I think they should go in as a group together as Evolution. Really, you think um, it's a Hall? You think it is, or they they will be? I think it. I think it will be. I think it will yeah. be. As to me, They're I mean, you have good. four separate Hall of Famers. Right. The group together has to be a Hall of Fame group. You know, the four horsemen were inducted as a Hall of Fame group. Ric Flair was inducted by himself. Right. Triple H was inducted with DX. Right. You know, so you're talking. Randy Orton's still competing now. Right. It's definitely a is, Hall of Fame group. Is Bautista is Bautista a Hall of Famer? 
he he was i tell you i think i said last week he was supposed to be oh right inducted okay. but the pandemic hit scheduling conflicts they want to oh, remove it miss, two years ago he's supposed to go in i miss his then entire they didn't do it this career. year yeah which we'll, we'll go into you'll this that, this is really the beginning of his career gotcha okay yeah, this is really where he, he and this was the beginning of the triple h batista feud really this was the groundwork because okay. they were together which leads right. eventually to them splitting up and triple h making batista gotcha. and then we fast wow. forward to a couple years ago batista's last match he retired was against triple h so it's full wow, circle. Okay. He was totally Batista different. Came back to end his career. Yeah. He yeah, came yeah, back yeah. to end his career that way. Yes. Well, that's another. We want to have one more match against Triple H, which we'll discuss. That's yeah. another episode. So, they basically formed Evolution February third, two thousand and three. They are now a group together. A big thing here was Batista coming back to destroy Goldberg. So, Batista was pushed as this dominant bad guy you know um so triple h put a bounty on goldberg's head we kind of mentioned we mentioned during goldberg's uh, previous episode goldberg's career but batista came out um to have batista take out goldberg right this was during a goldberg versus Shawn michaels match where this he's he's severely attacked goldberg so you're destroying showing this young guy beating up this star in Goldberg. This guy's right. serious then. After know? he destroyed Shawn Michaels, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, so this was really the genesis. We saw Batista joining Evolution. This was what got him to Evolution. Batista taking the bounty, getting the money from Triple H, and being put into Evolution. Yeah, Batista's huge. Very big guy. Yeah. JR just said Bautista is bigger than Goldberg. Yes, yes. So in January of 2004, uh, we, we fast forward. It wound up that Ric Flair and Batista won the tag team championships. Cool. So I guess the tag team boys, champions. So. Yeah. Um, we'll fast forward now to 14 minutes into that playlist. Um, so you had... Randy Orton winning the Intercontinental title. WWE Armageddon, December 14, 2003. You had Batista and, and Ric Flair, tag team champions. You had Triple H as the world heavyweight champion. Every member of the group were champions. So kind of like the, the Four Horsemen, right. you had a group of champions. And this was really Randy Orton's first big championship was the Intercontinental champion championship. As you see, Mick Foley was the referee. There he is, yeah. That's usually the case, yeah. Win those, win those before you can get the big one. Yes. So this really cemented them being together as a unit. And as we'll see in December 14, 2003, is when Batista and Ric Flair became tag team champions. Did they, did they put Ric Flair with Batista because he wasn't good on the mic? Yeah, you could say that's, that's a very good observation. Yes, some yeah. say it was. Um, it, it was a great way for uh, Batista to have a voice. You know, someone right. that could be behind him. That's a, that's you know a, a legend in the business to really boast them. You know. Yeah. Um, What's Eric Bischoff doing coming down here? So this is where you see Ric Flair and Batista winning the tag team titles, being the Dudley Boys. 
Because right. basically, Eric Bischoff was in the pocket of evolution. He pushed revolution. Oh, okay. Number 14, 2003 is what we discussed. Armageddon. We discussed the story in the, the, the uh, Goldberg episode. This is where Triple H defeated Goldberg to right. win the world heavyweight title. And this led to WrestleMania 20, where The Rock came back after I, I, we were mentioning after being Stone Cold Steve Austin went to do movies. Right. He came back to team with Mick Foley to take on Ric Flair, Triple H, and Batista. <laughs> Did he reform the Rock and Sock connection? Is yes, exactly. Reform the Rock and Sock connection. Nice. Uh, the evolution was being up Mick Foley. The Rock came back to help out his buddy. The Rock and right. Sock connection came back, and they took on Evolution. It was a good match for what it was. You know, The Rock not wrestling that much. You know, he did put over Evolution and wound up that um, Evolution would win the match. So Rock Rock took the loss to help them get go over, huh? Yes. Wow. See, that's how you're popular The group. Rock is, right? The Rock yeah. is so popular, he can do that. This is the future of professional wrestling. So Randy Orton got the victory over Mick Foley. The Rock didn't lose. Mick Foley lost. Oh, right. Um, okay. You know, and right now, this is when Randy Orton was kind of developing the persona of Legend Killer. He beat McFoley. You know, he wants okay. to start to develop this persona where I want to beat Legends. Gotcha. It's kind this of is at cool WrestleMania persona. 20, and it's March like 14, a, 2004. I think that's kind of cool. And they, they were they were so hot. Revolution was hot. Um, fast forward past WrestleMania to. SummerSlam, August 15th, 2004. It's a good day. It wound up that Randy Orton, they won't show you who he beat. He beat Chris Benoit, who oh. won the title of WrestleMania 20, which we'll get into in the next episode, um, to become the youngest world heavyweight champion. Randy Orton was this the youngest is, world heavyweight yes, champion? This will, yeah. So um, he defeated Chris Benoit. They won't show Benoit at all here, of course. But this is where kind of the evolution started to crack a little bit because Triple H is supposed to be the world champion. Right, now Randy Orton is. Yep, because Triple H lost the title to Chris Benoit at WrestleMania. Right. Spoiler, we'll get into that in the WrestleMania <laughs> 20 episode. Um, we get to that one. So now the cracks start, yeah, if we, if we get to it, right? Probably the 20th episode. Um, <laughs> so Randy Orton is now the champion, but Triple H is supposed to be the champion. You're not supposed to be champion yet, you know? Right, you're, you're the H, future. You're the future. Yeah, I'm the president. You're not now, I'm now, you know? So... You see Triple H here looking around the playlist around the 24-45 minute mark. Triple H is happy for him, but you could tell somewhere in there, a little yeah. storytelling that Triple H, you know, is not too happy thrilled. with it, right? Yeah. Yes. He's definitely not thrilled. Ric Flair's thrilled. Yep, they're all celebrating. So Triple H says, go ahead, pick him up, pick him up. And this image here will go down as the springboard for not just Randy Orton, but for Batista in his feud with Triple H. You see how happy Triple H looks, right? Yeah. Triple H supposedly was on board with Randy Orton facing Chris Benoit for the championship. Right here, in this, in this, in this one, right here. Yes, so you thought Triple H was good with it. So he has the thumbs up, is excited, got August 16, 2004. This is day after, right? Here's the thumbs up, yeah. So, and then look, he's happy. You did it. Triple H is happy. Is he? Thumbs down. 
Oh, what? And Randy Orton realizes, oh no. Take him I'm down, Bautista to took him down. Yes. And people thought this would be the beginning of the new, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock, the new biggest star. You know, yeah. it won't be until I think a couple of years later that Randy Orton would find himself and become the star that he is, you know, because right. this run was fairly short as a world champion. But this led to uh, Evolution continuing on their feud between Randy Orton and, and Triple H at Unforgiven, September 12th, 2004. So they pretty much broken up right after that, right? They broke up and then... Well, it, well, it was still Batista... Rick Flair, Rick Flair and, and Triple H kind of way but, as evolution. No, man. Yeah, and really feuding with Randy Orton. But you see Batista getting involved, you know, which led to Triple H taking on Randy Orton or defeating Randy Orton for the world championship. So the championship is off, Randy Orton. Right. Triple that H. was quick. That was like less than a month. Yep. So again, now it, it was very uneventful championship reign for his first reign for Randy Orton. Yeah. That was just, is that was because of Triple H being, you know, being egotistical and wanting to be the champion quick, like behind behind Possibly. scenes. Some thought that they wanted um, uh, Randy Orton to win because prior to that, Brock Lesnar was the youngest champion. Okay. And Brock Lesnar was gone for WWE. They were upset and they left. So maybe they wanted Randy Orton to have that record because right. Brock Lesnar is no longer They the felt company. Randy Orton was going to be there a lot longer. And yeah, figured... and he still is to this day. He's still, you know, is still there. there. So this is where the future becomes the present. Royal Rumble, January 30th, 2005. Triple H, uh, Ric Flair, and Batista still together. But this is the Royal Rumble. Okay. The last two men in the ring, John Cena, which will get into his career. This is when John yeah, Cena is really springboarding I, yeah. now. As I, gotta, a I, gotta, I can't wait for him, for John Cena's. Yes, episode. well, we'll have to cover that in multiple episodes. You know, yeah. probably by one or two years at a time because it's, oh, really? it's a lot to cover. It's, he's it's like covering Hulk time. Hogan. Yeah, it's like covering Hulk. Yeah, Hogan right. You said you, you said his his reign was a lot longer than Hulk Hogan. Yes, right? yes. It's so it's hard to cover everything in one episode of John Cena's career. So right here, this situation they both landed. This was an accident. Both of them get eliminated. It was supposed to be uh, John Cena going out, but they both went out. Oh, jeez. January 30, 2005, Royal Rumble. All right, so now they're saying who touched so the ground So this is all first. off the cuff. Batista's supposed to win, but now oh, both win. of them landed. Both feet touched the floor at the same time. Surprisingly, luckily, in a way, yeah. they're saying John Cena won. So now this is all improv. Batista's That's supposed so to win. Cool. This is it. Wow. You know, so but Vince like, McMahon no. apparently was, yeah, Vince was screaming in the back. That you know, flipping out. <laughs> so right now it's like a SmackDown versus Raw thing, you know. Yeah. Batista on Raw, John Cena SmackDown. The SmackDown officials are saying John Cena should win. The Raw officials oh. saying Batista won. Oh, that's Vince really McMahon cool. comes out, and this is where Vince McMahon slides into the ring. Yeah. When he slides into the ring, he tears both of his quads, and he can't stand. No. You'll see right are here. You serious? He goes to stand up, tears both of his quads. Right there. See, he sits down. Yep. He can't stand up because he tore both of his quads. Both of them. Oh, wow. Look at his face. He tore both of his quads. Yeah. That's why he's sitting there. Just And imagine the pain he's going through right now, but he doesn't sell it. Oh, right. He can't even stand up. Yes, see? Because he was so heated. You know, he comes out and he tears both of his quads. He he walks out of the arena on his feet without quads. Wow. Jeez. So this is all improv. 
So they're just like, like Triple H. They're they're just they're just yep. going. They're just Improv, off the cuff. Yep. And now John Cena throws out Batista. So now you know, technically John Cena it won, right? Who wins the? Who's supposed to win? But Who's technically supposed, to, supposed to be Batista. Technically, so that's why they raised Batista's hand first. Yes. So then, they decided to restart the match, and okay. Batista threw him out. He's the number one contender. Now he has the option to choose to either face the SmackDown champion right. or the Raw champion. So he can determine to face the World Heavyweight Champion, champion right. which is Triple H, his buddy, right. or go and face for the WWE Championship on SmackDown. Okay. Let's see, Batista was on Raw. So even though you're the number one contender, you can face somebody yes. for SmackDown you can go, too? You, either or. You, at the, yeah, some, they would have a, a period where you would only challenge the, the brand that you're on. Yeah. But for most of the time, the Royal Rumble, you could choose where you went. So they now made an action figure based upon the segment too. Um, <laughs> Evolution fulfilled. This is basically where they're saying Triple H should try to convince Batista, go to SmackDown. We can both rule. I rule Raw. You rule SmackDown. Triple H is trying to convince them. Right. Not to pick them because, of course, Evolution uh, Triple H is afraid of losing the title to Batista. So right. remember the thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. So Batista looks like he's picking SmackDown. He throws down the Raw contract. Right. And he's choosing to face the SmackDown champion, which means he would go to SmackDown. He's, he, if would he, wins the title. he would leave That's Raw. He would leave Raw. Eric Bischoff is upset. You see? So Triple H is getting the thumbs up. Excited. Yes. Ric Flair behind Triple H. The thumbs up, Batista says thumbs up, yes. Thumbs down, like Triple H did to Randy Orton. This was February 21st, 2005 on Raw. Oh, look at Ric Flair's Not, face. Yep, this was one of the best moments in oh, Batista's so Bat career. Batista turns on Flair, too. Yes, oh yeah, because Flair's with Triple H. Right. So the, the, the story was thumbs up, thumbs down, just like they did to Randy Orton. Right. Batista realizes Triple H is in for himself. He just wants to run on our coattails to still be champion. Right. And this is where he decides, I'm staying, I'm contending for the World Heavyweight Championship. And this is the feud that made Batista famous in a way. This really? is what made him a star. So, so, I, so him, so him feuding with Triple H put him over with everybody. Yeah, because Batista was approaching the same level as Randy Orton. Um, you know, people want to see Batista on his own. So this led to Batista versus Triple H at WrestleMania 21, April 3rd, 2005. Ric Flair gets involved to get spine was it, busted. Was this was this main event? Yes, this, uh, this was. This was the culmination of the peak. for This was a great story. And people still to this yeah. day say it's one of the best stories WWE did, especially in this era. Yeah. Doing the thumbs up, thumbs down. And that would be a trademark for Batista doing, doing, doing the Batista bomb, saying thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, thumbs down. That was kind of his, his, his thing to do. So take on Triple H and become world heavyweight champion. Wow. Now, this, this title reign would work more for Batista than Randy Orton. Um, he, had, did he, have, he had it a lot longer than Randy Orton did. Yes. Uh, so, Batista, this is really was the end of evolution. So, how, how many years did that last? That long? Through two it years? Was to, yeah, you're talking two, two and a half, two to three years, roughly around that time frame. So... With WWE, you're lucky to even get that. They very rarely stick with long-term storylines, 
especially groups for long periods. So I'm surprised we got almost three years of revolution. I'll take it to the more, but I'll take what we got. Um, but really, the whole goal, I understand, uh, McMahon's mindset was he needs to make stars. And he saw two new stars, and instead of combining them together, I can make two brand new stars and have Randy Orton and Batista, you know, Separate. as as my, my guys. Yeah. Um, so really, th- that was evolution. That's pretty um, cool. And I, again, Batista, char- we'll talk about, yeah. Like two I don't want to go on... Yeah, it was just you know, like I said, I wanted to do evolution because yeah. one, I never saw Bautista wrestle, and I, you know, I I knew of Randy Orton, and I never saw Randy Orton to wrestle, and the fact that they're with Triple H and Ric Flair with two like you know icons like that, I'm like, why are they putting those two guys with with Triple H and Ric Flair? Yeah, uh, so I was, well, I was fascinated by that. No, I, I I'm glad that you were because we could go on. Batista had a Hall of Fame career, you know, um, but we'll end uh, of what happened with Batista singles because that's a whole separate show. Batista waited right, yeah. on the singles run. Yeah, he, would, he would go on to great feuds with The Undertaker. You know, he, oh, he wow, would, really? uh, you know, yeah, he was the top. He went from the top baby face to the company. Then towards the end before he left, became a bad guy. It was even better as a bad guy because he yeah. was the cocky bad guy like Kanye West wearing the pink polo shirts, popping up the collar, you know, <laughs> saying, you know, all I care about is money. You know, he was ex- I think it was better as a bad guy than a good guy personally. Um, but we'll go over his his career post evolution. So evolution was still regarded as one of the best groups of all time. So we'll fast forward now. 2014. Batista decides to come back um, to have a run right before WrestleMania 30. So Batista's been oh, away wow. for, for years doing movies, you know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> et cetera. So he was, he was kind of like how The Rock was in the stages getting into the movie industry. Um, so he decided to come back. And um, after how long, how, long happened, he, how long has he been gone for? I have to look at the number, but he was gone for years, you know, a, a number a of years. Of uh, yeah, okay. let's see. Yeah. Um, if we'll go back, we'll see at the breakup, there was a one night reunion in 2007 where Evolution had an in ring reunion uh, as faces on Raw's 15th anniversary show. So Batista, Flair, Triple H, um, who then became a good guy in 2006 and reunited with Shawn Michaels to freeform DX, which we'll get oh, into. Wow. They reformed you know, DX. Happen. Yeah, in that's what they feuded with. with in 2006. Yeah, and, they, and then they feuded with Shane and Vince, and that's a whole oh, other fine, story fine, which we'll get geez. into. I can't um, believe all this stuff has happened since I stopped watching. Yeah. So at that point, Randy Orton was a bad guy. Triple H was a good guy. Randy Orton was a bad guy. Right. They played footage of himself being attacked and kicked out of the group, you know, and said he had to forgive them for turning on him in 2004 and didn't trust them, right. you know. So. Triple H said they found him annoying, you know, and at that point, um, uh, Randy Orton partnered with uh, Edge as rated RKO. And at the time, a, a wrestler called Umaga, um, Samoan, was part of the Samoan family. Um, Evolution won the match. There was a one night reunion just for Frost's 15th anniversary. Okay. Um, and then seven years later, April 2004, you know, Triple H, Batista, Randy Orton, all now heels again reform their alliance um as 
Batista came back, which we'll get into. That's Batista's singles career. He came back to WWE after going to the movies, won the Royal Rumble. They booed him because they wanted Daniel Bryan. I'll tell you about Daniel Bryan. That's like, <laughs> he was, ever hear the chant, yes? I think we talked about the yes, yeah, yes, to yeah. do it in, in sports. That comes from Daniel Bryan doing yes, okay. yes. So he was, he's five foot seven, five foot eight, small guy, came from the independence. The fans loved him, fell in love right. with him. So they wanted him to win. So wound up originally Batista was scheduled to win the world championship at WrestleMania, but the fans were cheering for Daniel Bryan. They were booing Batista now, who's supposed to be a good wow. guy coming back. Right, yeah. So it wound up that Daniel Bryan beat Batista and Triple H and oh. Randy Orton. First, he had to beat Triple H to right. get to the main event. So wow. he beat Triple H to get to the main event in the same night. So he faced Triple H in the first match. Then he faced Batista and Randy Orton in a triple threat match and tapped out Batista and Daniel Bryan became the world champion. So oh, wow. Wow. Batista's run was kind of short lived, but um, they did come back as a unit, as an evolution on April 18th, 2014. Now there was a group called the shield. Okay. Why, this is why where Roman Reigns came from. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns star. he came from the shield. Yes. So these three guys were in the minor leagues. Uh, of WWE, the Training Development Center, right. and WWE saw Roman Reigns as the guy. That's our next rock, which now right. he's turning into that. Now, you know, he is the guy in the company. Really? Uh, but Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, the, those are the Shield. They came in in SWAT gear, very cool looking gear. Right. You know, so they came in as bad guys. You know, feuding with, with with various people in WWE. We'll go into that separately. The Shield. That's a whole other episode. It's yeah. I mean, like I, but, don't, I don't. I never like, like Dean Ambrose. I remember the name. And Seth yes, Rollins. He's an now AEW. Yeah. I never. Dean, I never. Dean I don't know about them either. So it wound up at the one point. Evolution did everything in WWE, or uh, the Shield, I should say, did everything in WWE in a rather short time. Right. It, people were set, were afraid they were going to break them up because WWE, they don't stick with stables that long, right? Yeah. So they switched things up and Evolution became good guys. They were bad guys. And now Evolution were good guys. And now all of a sudden, Evolution rejoins with Randy uh, Orton, Out of nowhere? They just came Triple out of nowhere? They just came out of nowhere? They, kinda, they were all bad guys now at the they time in 2014. It. Yeah. And... With Daniel Bryan losing to Batista and Randy Orton, they, yeah. they kind of were together because they both lost, you know, yeah. even though they were against each other at WrestleMania. They decided to get back together. Batista was supposed to leave after WrestleMania, but then they threw him the idea, why don't we get Evolution back together? And Batista stayed a couple extra months just <laughs> to do this. Oh, yeah, wow. just so he could team with Evolution again and take on the Shield. So this led to a match with Evolution and the Shield in which shield one evolution put them over and that was batista's last time before his last run before he retired in wwe so which we'll talk about in a batista episode so yeah, yeah. the last time before then um we saw evolution was their second reunion which kicked off basically the retirement of batista so on 2018 um evolution would return for one night only on smackdown's 1000th episode oh wow so that's where they kind of laid, laid the seeds. They showed them all coming out. And then Batista said, um, you know, just so you know, you'd never beaten me at WrestleMania, <laughs> you know, and Triple H didn't like hearing that. So they set the low groundwork. Um, you know, they had sporadic reunions in June 10, 15, 2020. Uh, Flair returned uh, trying to talk uh, medically disqualified legend, 
Jarek uh, Christian, who was who couldn't wrestle again. Now he's wrestling for AEW. Right. Um, you know, and they shortly had uh, Randy Orton get together with with Ric Flair, uh, where where Ric Flair was managing Orton. This was during the pandemic time, so a lot of things were happening yeah. off the cuff and not part of the regular storyline. Um, so Flair would put team with Orton, you know, um, but that was just a very small evolution type combination of flair managing Orin, but nothing together since the 2018 reunion on smackdown um and then triple h faced batista at wrestlemania um which was batista's final match so total championship and accomplishments for the group five-time world heavyweight champion randy Orton won four triple h four time um Technically, you count Batista, maybe. Batista did win it, but it was yeah. evolution was broken up by that point. World Tag Team Championships two times with Batista and Ric Flair. Right. Intercontinental Champion Rick, Randy Orton and Ric Flair. Ric Flair did win their Intercontinental title during that point. And then really? Batista <laughs> won the Royal Rumble, part of Evolution in 2005. Wow. So you look at the group, and it, it's a group of Hall of Famers. And I think, in my mind, no doubt, they'll go to get, go in as a group as a together. Group, yeah. Yeah, so you look at Ric Flair being a three-time Hall of Famer, you know, in a way. Um, right, technically with all those groups he was with. Yeah, right? with Triple H eventually being a three-time because he was in for DX. I could see him going yeah. in by himself yeah. with Evolution. Same as Batista, you know, yeah. and Randy Orton. You know, this is a Hall of Fame group. So it is a, Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Wow. That, that, they, did, they did a lot in a short period of time. Like, you think about how, how many, how long DX went on for. You know, DX went on for, yes. I felt like forever. Yeah, it, it did. There was different incarnations of DX, you know, but uh, Vince, you could say, has a short attention span at times, you know, <laughs> or what's next, you know. he. Yeah. I mean, Revolution could have been continued on for five years, you know, right. as yeah. opposed to two to three. But in his mind, he needed to prop up Randy Orton and Batista as my two big guys. Right. I don't have The Rock. I don't have Stone Cold Steve Austin. Triple H is, you know, not... He's aging. at the peak, but he, yeah, he's aging. He's not going to be there forever. We need a plan for the future. Yeah. You know, and you have Batista as your top star. You have Randy Orton, who's this day, Randy Orton's still wrestling, you know, yeah. and he was tag team champion as of a week ago. Oh, really? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, 14 time champion, Randy Orton. You know, it's, wow. it's, it's a group that, uh, that group made, you know, Randy Orton and Dave Batista. Wow. You know, and, um, kind of AEW is doing it now with some groups that they have currently with Jericho leading a group trying to bring young stars up. Okay. Brought them up as main eventers and set them up. Um, but this group will go down as one of the best ever. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you taught me about these guys. Yeah, I'm glad as well. So uh, that wraps up, wraps up Evolution. Now I'll ask you one last time. Anyone else you want to know during this era prior to covering WrestleMania 20? During this particular era. Uh, yes. you know, I do that we want talked to, about discussed. I do want to talk about uh, more about Bautista. Uh, okay. Well, more about yeah, Randy that would Orton. Go on. More okay. about Randy Orton. Um, so I think covering WrestleMania yeah, I got, 20. I, I got a question for you. I'll put in the era. Yeah. Whatever happened to Jeff Jarrett? Okay, there you, uh, you took my segment. Come on, I'm talking the host. I was going to ask you the "Where Are They Now" segment. It's what happened to, where to where they Jeff now? Jarrett? What happened to him? Very good. That's a whole other podcast. So, uh, you remember the, when Nitro and Raw came together, right? Uh-huh. When Vince McMahon bought 
you know, one of the first things that Vince said was Jeff, uh, Jeff Jarrett is F double I double R double E double E fire. And Jeff Jarrett was never seen on WWE TV again until recently, the last couple of years ago, he came back in the Royal Rumble. But he left and we're going to discuss a whole other episode uh, where he formed his own wrestling company and wound up, wound up being a, it was, he wanted to be competition. It wound right. up being the number two company in the world, but it was a far, far number two, nowhere near what AEW is going to be now. Right. But he created a company called Total Nonstop Action, TNA Wrestling. Okay. Total Nonstop so he, Action Wrestling. Which is around to this day. It's rebranded as Impact Wrestling, but it's okay. still around. Jeff Jarrett's not a part of it anymore. He sold it, you know, yeah. um, but he started his own company, which was kind of the counter of WCW. He hired a lot of WCW people, backstage people, talent, rings, etc. They went up going to the weekly pay-per-view format where they didn't have regular weekly television. You had to pay whether it's six, seven bucks a month or a right. week to watch the shows. So wow. you pay every week, you right. know, so it'd equal up to maybe a pay-per-view you pay possibly, yeah. but you'd be paying on a weekly basis. And wrestlers like Raven went there. Um, you know, Jeff Jarrett was there. Ken oh, Shamrock yeah, went there. Really? I remember Raven and Ken, yeah. Ken yeah. Shamrock. So that's where stars like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, you know, a lot of the stars now, yeah. you know, sowed their roots in TNA. So that's what Jeff Jarrett went up doing. Then, you know, he sold, he, he had to sell TNA because, you know, running out of money, et cetera. So yeah. he was in TNA for a long time and left. Um, came back to WWE in the Royal Rumble, wanted to become a producer for WWE, and now he uh, has his own podcast as live wrestlers do. You know, he's like doing that, some right? independence, you know. Wow. Um, you know, he created his own LLC called Slap Nuts LLC, you know, for <laughs> Slap Nuts from WCW. Uh-huh. So he's still around the wrestling business, you know, still one right. of the, uh, the biggest creative minds in wrestling. Yeah. But he was back in WWE for a brief time, which no one ever thought he would be. Yeah, after, after that, yeah. falling out with WWE, thought, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's where Jeff Jarrett is now, and he just was on a uh, independent show, Game Changer Wrestling, where he hit somebody over the head with a guitar. So he's awesome. still he's still doing around. that, yeah. Wow. Yes, yeah, still around, you know. And Jeff Jarrett is uh, still pop. He was he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, the okay. WWE Hall of Fame, a couple of years ago. So he's back in the good graces of WWE. <laughs> right. Um, worked for them for a brief time, a couple of years, and then then left. Um, but he's still in the wrestling business, still swing, swinging guitars. Swing so good. I feel a closure on that now. Yeah, there you go. There you cover the segment. Thank you. So I think I feel confident we can get through WrestleMania 20 in one episode instead of splitting it up because we talked about a lot. We talked about the, the, right. the show already with Goldberg Evolution. You know, we'll mainly focus on the triple threat match, the main event with Benoit. We'll talk right. about Eddie Guerrero after beating Brock Lesnar, which we saw. Yeah. Um, leading up to his match at WrestleMania 20, uh, which was against Kurt Angle, which is phenomenal, okay. which we'll discuss. So we'll cover WrestleMania 20. You don't have to split it up. And then we'll take it from there and see what other questions you have and see if we want to cover anybody else before we cover WrestleMania 21. Okay. So, which was really John Cena's coming out party. This was his first big world title win. That's so, uh, WrestleMania 21. Okay. So, yeah. I'll wait so for then maybe we may want to cover John that. Cena. Yeah. 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 I think so. I think that's when John Cena gets going. Okay. Yeah. So part one of John Cena, right? Yes, part one one of many of the (laughs) the career who I wound up hating, who I was hating initially. And now I love him for all he's done throughout the years, you know, because he was so, you know, 
white meat baby face, you know, <laughs> you know, hustle, loyalty, respect, but that's what Vince wanted to push. Yeah. You know, the new modern day Hulk Hogan, you know, yeah. for kids. And now I respected right. having kids, you know, and, and the fans now love Clean him because he's a legend, you know, after, yeah. after all these years. So yeah. we'll cover WrestleMania 20 next week and then we'll take it from there. Okay. So that puts, closes the book on evolution. Mike, any final uh, comments? I'm happy to, to, to have learned more about evolution and uh, excited to hear what else is going to come. Remember, my fellow wrestling fans, you can connect to us socially on Instagram at You Still Watch Wrestling Podcast, on Twitter at Still Wrestling, and send us direct mail and feedback at You Still Watch Wrestling at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere that you find popular podcast and you dig it suck up so stay tuned wrestlemania 20 coming up next the theme of it was where it all begins again so i hope i helped answer the question this week if i still watch wrestling yes i do and maybe hopefully you will again too that rhymed I like that I like that. <laughs> we'll that up right thanks everybody we'll see you next week mike thanks for joining me we're out of time